With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Welcome to the Foot Weekly Podcast. A very exciting one. We're going to be talking about EAFC. In this one specifically, Ultimate Team. I was lucky enough, thanks to all of you really, to go to Amsterdam to play the game early and see the reveal and also see and stand a few feet away from Ronaldinho which as I said is probably the closest I'll get to packing him uh, but what's even more exciting than all of that is the fact that Japes is back after a few weeks hello Air Japes hello happy to be back and I am coming in a little bit blind to all of this which is kind of fun so yeah. rather than hearing it you know from EA directly I get to see it through the eyes of Ben and then offer up my opinion yeah, not just me though, because we have oh. Nate, the foot accountant on the podcast. Hello, Nate. Howdy, guys. It's good to be back. And I am very excited about all the EAFC information as well. So I wasn't able to go to the live event, but I was still fortunate enough to be able to see the live event, access the game virtually. Um, and yeah, shout out to EA for that. That was that was really cool. Yeah. This one is going to be more focused on foot specifically, and uh, we'll do a gameplay one. Um, which will come out a little bit after this, and we will have uh, pro player Tom Lees on that one because he was there at the event too. But let's get into talking about what is new. And actually, maybe I ask you first of all, Nate, what was the thing that really stood out from this presentation that you got you thinking, mm, that's going to be quite different next cycle? I mean, from seeing the trailer and the live stream and everything that they talked about behind the scenes as well, they really, really gassed up evolutions. Mm. Um, and I know that. You know, we have that kind of going on in FIFA 23 right now with the level up promo where it's play to upgrade. That's the whole idea and concept of what you're doing. But the fact that when they showed the menus, and I know we'll get into this, but when they showed the actual in-game menus, there was a specific like tab or I guess you could say like part in the list where you maneuver the menus for evolutions. That to me was like, okay. And they spent a lot of time talking about it. So Mm. yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And actually something that came up on the Reveal podcast that Josh very kindly hosted. And they were wondering how it works, things like that. And I mean, it is not exactly completely clear, but we definitely got more information in the producer presentation that we saw. So we can go into a little bit more depth. It's worth noting though we didn't get to play foot itself, just kickoff. So we're basing this on the presentation we were shown with screenshots. Probably is work in progress, so bear that in mind. But you're able to open up a, a limited number of slots with thief points or coins. I guess they could be free. It depends on how powerful the slot is. You'd put the player into the slot and then you're able to complete 
objectives to upgrade that player essentially and the player that you could use to upgrade seemed relatively flexible i suppose which is nice and they anything else to well there's a few more things to say on this isn't there yeah that example of mukoko that they have on the website is also what they used um in person at the event um and they talked about having different like levels of the upgrade it wasn't like your mukoko would go from a 69 rated to an 85 right away like it shows on the website it's kind of like um you first submitted him he became like like ben said you unlocked an evolution slot with whatever requirement you had to do whether it was coins or, or fever points or whatever you started the evolution for that player then you went and completed objectives he became a evolutions card with an official card design which we did see on the the show which it was kind of like the evolutions logo like with the dna twist Mm. And that was like on the card. I don't know how else to describe it. Just kind of on the background of the card. It looks nice. And then you just complete objectives from there. Some of the objectives I think they showed on the screen were like score goals. Obviously, Mukoko is an attacker, so that makes sense. But it didn't seem like it was that crazy. But it also did seem like there were levels to it. Mm. And it would still take a good a bit of grind to get the player to their highest potential rating. Yeah, And I guess people are looking at the Mukoko example thinking silver players or players who really aren't great you can make good but i guess you can also make pretty good players even better right yeah i think one of the things they talked about in the producer show that we were able to see was two different examples of cards later on down the power curve later on during the year and how they will be able to be used in evolutions i think there is an example of a jude bellingham team of the week card mm. that obviously you'd be able to get off the market or pack however like you normally do for a team of the week but they said there could be a potential evolution for a card like that, where you'd put it, you would put it into your slot, which I mean, imagine a Jude Bellingham team of the week card, probably in the first couple months of the game, if he were to get one, wouldn't be that cheap. So it'd kind of be like the level up promo, except you wouldn't get to sell the card after you upgraded it through evolutions. Mm. I, don't, I think, I'm not sure. That would be an interesting one. But like you could update, upgrade players throughout the whole cycle, not just starting at the beginning. Another example they used was the guy was like, what if I wanted to make Virgil van Dyke instead of a center back, do an evolution to make him a center mid? There might be opportunities for that, for position changes and the additions of play styles that would suit those position changes mm. uh, further down the life cycle of EAFC as well. So yeah, it sounds like it has a lot of different potential really cool aspects to it but also i can't imagine that all of those would be available like day one like mm. that that position change thing sounds like a shapeshifters type of a vibe you know yeah yeah. where they could run that during a specific promo during the year yeah and james my question when i was taking a look at this is actually there's both concern and positives here firstly i guess it's nice because you could upgrade a player who's useful for chemistry in your squad, right? So let's say there's like a silver who would get you full chem on two players, but they're bad. You could actually upgrade that silver to become a useful part of the chemistry puzzle for you, essentially, which is nice. But then on the flip side, if you spend ages upgrading a player who's then actually useless to you for chemistry or doesn't get chemistry, that would feel really bad. Mm -hmm. My first thought here is you get your first Icon SBC out, right? Your lottery pick. Mm. And you, you pack Miroslav Klose. Historically, a card 
that you'd be like, oh, mm. this is no good. What do I do with this? But you remember you have these slots available and you can make Closa usable mm. in this game by upgrading, you know, maybe his dribbling and some of his other stats to where all of a the sudden these like SBC lottery picks for like icons and stuff are like maybe okay. Yeah. Because you get a card that's got some, you know, maybe some core weaknesses and, or you just need a couple stats to be upgraded here or there to make them like really pretty great or pretty usable, pretty epic. Like that to me is where I'm like, hey, 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 I like this because, you know, in that sense, you're doing great now. Judging by the screens that they've showed us, that is probably not the intention that they have in mind. So the upgrades, I would imagine the upgrades are perhaps beefier if you're upgrading cards that are lower rated to begin with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like Makuku could be like a plus five on some of his first upgrades for many of the in-game attributes. But if you're upgrading like an icon, it might be like a plus one for the same coin investment. Yeah. It's that time sink as well that I think makes it hard to balance because you could potentially be using a player for a long, long time who isn't particularly good as you try to get that upgrade. And then when you get the upgrade, maybe you pack a player who replaces them anyway. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it could be really tricky to get that sweet spot between being something that is definitely worthwhile and worth the time and just giving someone a player they really want that's just perfect for them and doesn't leave their team forever sort of thing. So it is going to be fascinating to see how it is balanced, I think. I think also they're going to somehow limit us, whether it's with the slots or just even with only allowing certain cards to be able to put in evolutions, they're going to have to, I think, limit it a little bit um, mm -hmm. for what kind of cards you start with, like silvers or golds or you know even team of the weeks. That's I'm really curious to see how open it is, how random it is, I guess, and then like you said, how they upgrade the cards corresponding to the meta of the game as it, of course, increases the power curve, I guess, not the meta, but the power curve throughout the year. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is, we don't know, I don't think, is it plus 10 pace no matter what that player that you put in pace is? Or is it going to be bringing that player's pace up to a certain specific threshold? Like, am I going to increase any player I put into 85 pace, for example? True. And I don't know if that explains very well, but the concern would then be if you get a plus 10 pace, for example, for fully upgrading the player through evolutions there's going to be some kind of maximum pace limit obviously because they wouldn't want say early on a, a 99 pace player so the limit might be i don't know 80 pace mm -hmm. so they go up to 90 and because it's a blanket plus 10 people start to max it they're like okay well uh, i'm going to put in a player who's exactly 80 pace they're going to have five star skills and then there becomes a kind of meta or min-maxing move that you can do and everyone is like, yeah, use this player. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think is really the point. So for me, maybe it made more sense to have a pace boost that increases a player to say 85, 90 pace, no matter who the player is you put in. And obviously we could have concerns because suddenly, I don't know, 
Ruben Diaz becomes by far the best centre-back in the game and basically unplayable with 90 pace or whatever. But I guess maybe that's just how it has to work. And obviously they can set overall limits and all that sort of stuff too. Anyway, it's interesting. There's, there's certainly a lot to think about um, and don't envy the content team really here. It's going to be very difficult to balance. Yeah, it's it's an entirely new element. Uh, we're at the stage where they've given us hope and anticipation and the only place to go from here is not reaching those expectations <laughs> because the way it's the way the hive mindset works on like on like the any the hype machine just gets hyped 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 about what all of the things that could mm, be done mm-hmm. and what might be possible and then we experience it yeah and it might be good at the end of the cycle but it's going to be not what people wanted to see right from the start i can almost guarantee that yeah. but i i i, I am this element feels natural to Ultimate Team mm. and is something that I'm, I'm glad that they've added. Yeah. As someone who, as we know, really likes a five-star skill move player, the idea that there'll be slots which are just like, even if it's exactly the same stats, but that player receives plus one skill moves, that is really exciting because it suddenly opens up all these different players that I wouldn't necessarily be using, particularly towards the end game where all my attackers have five-star skills. I can suddenly bring in players who... I'll actually have more fun with because they have five-star skills and wouldn't have been able to do that previously. And obviously we know how important pace is. You mentioned closer. I think that's a perfect example of someone who you know, with maybe 10 more pace would be that much more usable. And, you know, that applies to other stats as well. And then the big thing is, of course, play styles, which are a new feature this cycle, which will be available through Evolutions. They've said that. Um, so you can add a play style to a player potentially. And I think that is probably a good thing to move on to because it's, again, something that is going to have a pretty big impact on foot. And actually gameplay generally, we'll talk about this on the gameplay-focused podcast as well, but uh, we should also talk about it here. I think one of the key confusions, and possibly due to the naming of it, Nate, I've seen, is does this replace chem styles? Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to do right away. Like It was combining traits and chem styles and making it one thing, but it's really just a complete overhaul and... I would say like a buff on traits in general mm. because it looks like it really has a pretty big impact on the gameplay. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for them because there's so many new ones. Like, you know, we've had the same traits in FIFA for years, but now there's some really unique and uh, new ones that are going to be, I think, really useful. Yeah, exactly. And the thing that I was going to say, and you mentioned it, the easiest way to think about this is as traits because some of the ones mentioned for example, were power header, finesse shot. So they are literally traits, yeah. but presumably traits won't exist. Playstyles replaces them. And you have playstyles, but you also have playstyles plus. And playstyles plus are going to be extremely limited. I mean, on the build we got to play, we only got to play with PSG and Man City. And it really was very few players who had that playstyle plus. You know, Neymar had Trickster Plus yeah. and, and Bappe had maybe one playstyle plus too. And um, there are plenty of playstyles around, but just those playstyle pluses do seem really rare. Yeah, they definitely seem pretty rare. Um, and it was interesting too, because some of the players that we used had a playstyle plus, but they also had other playstyles that were just regular playstyle level, not the plus level. Mm. But you could tell like, um, like the Holland had, I think, acrobatic or something like that. And that one was his playstyle plus, and it was like, okay, when you cross the ball to Holland, like he's doing a Holland esque finish. It looked very, 
like him in real life. And that's, I think, what they're trying to emulate. I mean, they partnered with Opta for this, which I think is pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of data there that they would have their hands on for that. So Completely. And I think they said something like, was it 32, 34 unique playstyles in the game? Mm -hmm. And then double that because you've got the playstyles plus as well. I guess... Jake, from your perspective, I know you're someone who's not a big fan of chemistry styles. <laughs> um, we talked about this in the past, but how are you feeling about play styles? I guess they're different because they're not, well, some of them will, I guess, boost stats, but many of them have kind of different impacts. I mean, it's kind of dope. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I, I say that, I'll say it from like two perspectives. I think one, if you're a real, you know, football fan or whatever, and you feel like EA have done your favorite player dirty and not including a specific play style, you can remedy that. Mm. That's cool. From a gaming or like pure gameplay perspective, it is awesome that you could theoretically surprise an opponent with something based on what you've added there. Mm. So I don't know, you know, like uh, whether it's an outside the foot or a finesse or a power header or like I, I'm assuming they they should add some more in there. You have the ability now, like those those I guess they're not traits, they're play styles can catch people off guard when they're not ready for them. And having the ability to add that to players, I think, is really really fun because it also it also helps you. Like all of these additions, in my mind, are working towards we'll call it the North Star of letting people truly create their quote-unquote ultimate team. Mm. You have ways of getting your absolute favorite players in with traits and abilities and skills and upgrades and whatever throughout the cycle so that you can play with your favorite real-life players on the virtual pitch and not and feel less like you're playing at a disadvantage. Yeah. Assuming that you put the grind in, you know, or whatever, right? Like, let's caveat that, put the little asterisk up there and say, unless you pay, you know, to get those upgrades or you spend a lot of time, because I'm sure it's going to be a grind. Yeah. And actually, another thing that's worth mentioning that there's been a bit of confusion over is people thinking that you can just apply these, like slap them on like a chemistry style, but that definitely isn't the case. I think the confusion stems from the fact that you can change playstyles through evolutions. But that's really the only opportunity you'll have to change those playstyles. The way that they will change is through new items. So, like, you know, if there's a team of the week, they I don't know whether the team of the week will, but you know, if there's a new campaign promo, etc., that player could be given a new playstyle by EA and it won't be something you could change, but it, it will change the way that player plays, I guess, to some extent. Just a couple of examples. I don't know if Nate, you have any off the top of your head you could think of um, to illustrate this, but one I was interested in is PowerShot and PowerShot Plus, mm -hmm. which actually reduces the delay that you get when you trigger a PowerShot. Yeah. So they're going to be able to take the PowerShot quicker. Uh, Trickster, Neymar in the version we played had Trickster Plus, and it meant he could do all these kind of crazy flicks and tricks, which were actually quite easy to trigger, but looked really cool. Um, Deadball, they're changing the free kick system slightly, and there's this more easily understandable overlay over the top of the ball, which is easier to use when the player has the dead ball specialist. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of just, I guess some of them are small, some of them are big, but it's definitely going to change the gameplay dynamic. Yeah, there was one that I used um, playing kickoff. I was using Manchester City and Ake has a play style called Jockey. Mm. And I don't think it's a play style plus. I think it's just a regular play style, but 
uh, for at least for his card. But I feel like it made him really fast and just able to move with an attacker. So that one was one that I was looking out for. And then the other thing that I noticed was when you're using a player, at least this is how it was in the kickoff mode, when you're using a player who's got the chem style and let's say they're like doing the jockeying motion for Ake, that play style little emblem will show small above the player in game. I think you can mm -hmm. turn that off, on and off if you don't want it there, but it just kind of like shows you when that play style like kicks on and then mm. when that player is like using those animations because they have the play style. Yeah, and I think that's really good because obviously one of the things we've said in the past is it's really hard to know how stats are working in the game, right? Because True. that just isn't obvious for many of the stats. But with this, it is going to be pretty obvious when a player is using that. Um, and also they're going to visualize these playstyles, well, playstyle pluses on the actual card design. And, mm -hmm. and that looks really cool. So it just shows to the left of the player item. Um, and yeah, there are a lot of, it feels like you can basically have a lot of play styles and they won't show on the card, but you can only have a few play styles plus and those will show on the card. So yeah, it's a, it's a very, uh, I think, exciting addition to the game. And we'll talk more about that uh, on the gameplay episode. While I'm talking about the card design, uh, well, there are big changes to that, Nate. As someone who's looking at the menus a lot, it's going to be significant. Yeah, it is. I feel like there is a very large amount of the card now that is set apart for the dynamic image. Mm. And I'm curious to see if they, like, you know, the cards we have right now in FIFA, the dynamic images kind of only go like waist up. Mm. You don't see the full player. I wonder this year if they're going to have enough space to like show more of the player or mm. just show more of even the, I don't know, the background of the image that is being put on the card. I don't know. Like I'm super excited to see some of the images that end up being put on these cards and how it looks in that way but also it you know it does look very different like all your stats are at the very bottom mm -hmm. of the item it's kind of like the mukoko that they've used as the example the card design looks just like that except you know your stats are between pretty sure they're between the name and like the club nation and country right it's kind of just the numbers mm -hmm. are on the bottom kind of straight row on the card yeah it's like a horizontal row of stats and then right Below that, you have the nation logo, the league logo, which is new because obviously currently you can't see the league, and the club logo. Yeah. And actually adding the league logo is really good because it's quite important for chemistry. Um, True. So I think that is quite a nice addition, actually. And I can see that there are a number of reasons why they've changed the card design, one of which I guess is to add the play styles plus to the design, to uh, add the league to the design. Um, and also, as you say, I think put more emphasis on the visuals because that is something mm -hmm. that people really clearly like a lot and it will show off the card design more, show off the dynamic more. And actually, I, I can't remember whether we saw, I think we did see a dynamic image. I think it was Bellingham, right? In the presentation. Yeah. And it does true. look really good with the dynamic image, but it looks a little weird with the sort of regular uh, player, I think. Yeah, it's almost like they centered the player on the card, mm. like the image, but then it looks like they're really close to the overall rating and it looks like they're off center. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel that too. It does look a little interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it's still fun. I mean, you know, not the most important part of uh, what we've seen in terms of the actual practical side of things. But leading on from that fairly neatly, we can go to another visual thing, which is UI changes. There's been a change to the UI across the game and what they did when they were explaining this is basically say, well, we realized that 
we were basically a game full of menus. Mm -hmm. The menu really takes up a lot of your viewing space when you're looking at the game. So they've made it so it's sort of a, a more pared down menu. It's just to the side and there's useful information that fills the rest of the screen as you go through the menus. And it looks nice, but I guess what people will want to know about is Ultimate Team. And actually the, the menus changed quite a bit really in Ultimate Team by the look of this. Yeah, it looks completely different. Like gone are the days where you have those blocks in a horizontal row across the bottom of Ultimate Team. It's kind of like everything is in the left, top left area. And it's kind of like a like a scrolling wheel or list where you can see a few things at a time and you just kind of scroll through that list to get where you want to go. And I think leaving the screen more open by doing that, they're going to just be able to show you like where you're headed with cool like screenshots of where you're about to go into your club or into the game or maybe into SBCs or the market. It, it'll be a change and change always, you know, brings out opinions and it, sometimes it'll be like, ah, oh, this is hard to navigate or this is different. So it's difficult, but I think it does, it does look really clean mm -hmm. and really cool and much more, I don't know, like, yeah current than some of the old menus did like we, we've had the block looking square menus they've changed a little bit over the years but they've been pretty close to that same square shape for most of the menus for a long time yeah i think the biggest game changer is going to be that quick switcher mm -hmm. which i don't know you hit a button and then it pulls up that quick switcher menu and yeah. you can go from essentially sub menu option to sub menu option in different menus so if i don't know you're switching frequently between your squad and the store for whatever reason. I mean, that's probably not a good example. I think they're probably better ones mm -hmm. that you might go between. Um, then that is something you can do within a few presses rather than having to navigate through the submenu between the menus and then to uh, the submenu option that you're looking for in the other submenu. So it's definitely a lot easier to go through the options and particularly uh, between things you're going to access frequently. Uh, so that is obviously a good thing. And then another aesthetic thing, actually there's one more we'll probably get to a bit later, but uh, in terms of aesthetic things that uh, people will be interested in, especially creators, Nate, is that new walkout animation actually? Yeah, it's, um, it's very fast. I don't know, after watching the pack animation a few times, the walkout that they showed us, well, it was obviously a walkout. So we hope our packs are all walkouts, but they're definitely not. So I'm curious to see how it changes for the different levels of cards that you pack. But there's no like tunnel aspect. It's just kind of like a crest that pops up in your face, like boom, is right there. And it shows you the nation and it kind of like unveils it. And then it goes to the position and then it unveils that. And then it goes to the club. And then that like explodes and then boom, you're like seeing the player walk out with the board drop down and the card design in the middle. So it kind of has similar aspects to what we know as like this last year's pack animation, but definitely the intro to it, you feel more of a tease because it's like just boom right there in your face and it unveils it in like a pretty cool way. I don't know. It's I can't wait for other people to see Let's it. rate it out of 10. Ah, mm. Let's rate it on multiple ratings here. One, we'll do looks, we'll do uh, time, and we'll call it like overall hype level. So on like visuals, out of 10, what would you give it? I would give it a nine on visuals. I think the graphics and the sounds too, I mean, that's not visual, but like just the experience, like it's pretty cool. Like there's 
biggest surprise factor, I think, of a pack animation that I've seen in a while. I don't know about you, Ben. Yeah, it looks quite okay. different and it looks really nice, I think, yeah, compared to the current one. So Ben, for you out of 10? I'll go to 9.5, you know. I think it looks the nicest of the many we've had, actually. I mean, this is, this is high praise. All right, overall duration. Because, and I say this because content creators or just really everybody at this point in time, you're like potentially opening thousands of these. Mm. Yeah. So there's like your, how willing you are to try to not skip it at the start of the year to how willing you think you'll be to skip it at the end of the year. So overall on the duration, start to finish from when you press go out of 10. Mm. So it's higher going to mean that it's quicker or just how happy you are with the duration. A higher rating, <laughs> yeah, with how, okay, how right, happy right. you are with the duration. I, I actually don't like the long wind up, especially as a non-content creator, it doesn't really do much for me. So I, I'm pretty happy with it. I'd go nine um, with it being fairly quick. Yeah, I would say the same thing, even nine or 9.5, because the tunnel part was that a couple years ago where you went all the way down the tunnel. That just felt like it took forever. This mm. one doesn't feel like it's going to take that long at all. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So overall hype rating out of 10 for to experience this for 12 months? Well, it's funny because I would give it not quite as high for hype, even though I've given high praise for the others. Obviously, you only saw one example and it may not even be final, but because it doesn't have that like tunnel narrative, it maybe feels slightly less exciting. But I think the trade-off is worth it. And the fact that it shows you the individual club, nation, league, etc., whatever it is, feels a lot better than the current one where those sort of all come at the same time. So I guess, yeah, I would, I would give it a an 8.5 or something for that. I still like it, but maybe isn't like the most hype. Yeah, I'm also curious to see, uh, there will probably be a way we'll be able to figure out like, okay, what is a regular gold? What is a 83 plus? And then what's a walkout? Mm. So right now, all we've seen is the walkout one, but I would maybe think that like the regular golds would maybe be a little faster if there wasn't as much animation and as much like unveiling. I'm not yeah. sure, but I think to start off the year, I'm going to be excited to just open it and like watch it because it's very... It's pretty intense graphically because it's like, boom, in your face, there's the crest and image with nation's position and t a club. So yeah. yeah, it's I'm excited for it. Do you know what else is impressive visually, which people are going to get very excited about? Animated player items. Yes. They look very cool. And I mean, the they showed a Nike, or Nike, I know, as you call it over here. You say you call it over here. Where is the company <laughs> from? Well, I mean, look, it's the Greek god, isn't it? So. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's funny, actually, Josh saying Nike on the last podcast meant that a few people mentioned the uh, pronunciation of it. But anyway, we'll get into, we'll get into that plenty because Nike is going to be one of the partners for, for 23. Uh, and there's actually a whole campaign, right, Nate, which Josh did mention. Looks like it's going to be locked behind EA early access, basically, um, for seven days. Yeah, and like you mentioned, that is a car design that is going to be animated. It's not like mm. crazy movement, but it's just kind of like... Um, I think the car design is even on the EA website where it shows the pre-order details. It's kind of like the Nike swoosh in the background of the card. It's black and green. And then the animated part is kind of like the green ends up looking like lightning, I would say. It kind of like ebbs through the card from left to right mm. and kind of shines in a different way than like the normal card shines. So it's definitely moving and stuff like that. But yeah, that whole Nike promo during early access is very interesting because usually we look at the pre-order stuff and we're like oh yeah ones to watch okay we're going to get our free ones to watch card uh, as a part of pre-ordering and that's the first promo but this year there's actually one 
before that that's only out during early access. Yeah, exactly. Um, makes early access pretty appealing, I guess, especially with how long it is as well. For sure. So that'll be interesting. Uh, and then some other little things to mention. Automatic position changes, which is huge. No more position change mm-hmm. cards. Put the player in that position. Their position will change. That's dope. Which is so good. But is this like un? They have, but they still have to have it as yes, one of yeah, their yeah, positions. Yeah. So don't get too yeah. excited there. Right. Well, that's true. But it is way better, particularly obviously for draft, where it's going to exist. Yes. Um, Wait, so what are they? What are they filling packs with? Well, yeah. Although they are non-rare, right? So uh, I guess they weren't affecting that many packs, or certainly not towards the latter stages of the cycle. Um, but even more exciting news, in my view anyway, is the changes to icon chemistry. Dun, dun, dun. And the regular listeners will know I'm going to be pleased about this one because the way they've done it is exactly the way that I was saying it should be done and clearly <laughs> yeah. have successfully agendered it into existence. And that is the icons will give plus one player's worth of chemistry to every league in the game let that sink in all right so you toss on i don't know whatever your favorite icon is ben for you what probably michael owen (laughs) and and the idea is that michael owen will give my alfonso davies plus one bundesliga chemistry yeah well you'd be on two bundesliga chemistry i guess and one away from the first chemistry point, right? Yeah. So maybe like law-wise or kind of thematically doesn't necessarily feel that natural. But if you consider previously, they obviously linked weekly to every player in the game right? in the old system. This does feel more like what they should have done, right? And it makes them once again a extremely useful for chemistry, I'd imagine. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And they still maintain their additional link for the nation and then getting mm. three chem points for themselves. Like the same rules apply. This is just added on top of it. That's the way they made it sound. But yeah, I mean, I feel like in FIFA 23, heroes were looked at as better for squad building because they had the extra league link. Well, now icons are going to kind of rise back to their. I mean, you think of a hero and an icon, an icon is more top tier, right? In terms of mm. just the players and also. I don't know, just the aura of icons, right? I think mm-hmm. they're going to return to being a lot more helpful for squad building and chemistry and then just make them a little more hype in uh, FC24 for sure. And actually, what it means is if you have two icons in your squad, every player in your squad will have one chemistry, which is nice. So if you have five icons... Yeah, then... that's what I was about to say. <laughs> if you have five, well, four actually, they'll all have two chemistry, which yeah. is that too strong i don't know no i don't think it is look they're trying something that's all the community i think truly wanted so well Mm -hmm. done it doesn't feel people aren't like oh gosh it's overdone your initial response is like "Ah, this probably should have been the baseline to begin with so yeah yeah let's roll do either of you have nintendo switch i do not Mm-mm. Moving swiftly on that, um, <laughs> I do have a Nintendo Switch, but I don't play oh. Ultimate Team on Nintendo Switch. Mario Golf, great game. Well, yeah, you might be interested to know they're bringing Ultimate Team parity to the Switch. So the Ultimate Team version on Switch is very outdated, but won't be next cycle. 
and they're bringing Frostbite to Switch. Obviously, it's not going to perform as well as consoles, but uh, that is nice to see if you're going to play on there. And the other thing to mention here towards the end is Women in Foot. There isn't actually too much more to say than what was said on the reveal episode that Josh did. And it was quite well covered there, but keen to hear some thoughts, especially from yourself, Japes, you're not going to be on the gameplay episode. Just for a quick summary for those wondering, it will work like men do really in Ultimate Team and you'll be able to play with women and men in the same squad. The biggest thing is the physicality. We're likely to see quite a few Garincha or maybe even Jairzinho and a bit smaller type players added into the game. So yeah, Japes, thoughts on this? We already deal with seeing a lot of the same players over and over and over again certain players playing certain positions and that's like the way you play period and that's just that and my concern would be like the women being added are generally speaking all shorter than the men and so you might just always see like women out wide or you know whatever just because they're Mm -hmm. like that much more agile and quicker just based on like their pure height profile and how that correlates to like the game pre- gameplay skill ratings, blah, 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 blah. But on the flip side, like, you know, you bring up Grincha, he's like 5'7". There are definitely going to be some women that are like around 5'7". So maybe you don't have to play against Grincha all the time. And you might see mm. more, like you have women players as an option out wide or in a position that you might use Grincha, like an attacking mid or even as a second striker type deal. So maybe it's maybe it will introduce more variety. My big hope is by expanding the player pool this much, you just get a lot of optionality about what you can mm. do. I, I do think it's going to be interesting with how they do the the league chemistry between. Like, yeah, it seems that there isn't going to be league chemistry at all because none of the leagues. I don't think are the same league, if that makes sense. Like, well, isn't it the isn't it the English Women's Premier League or like I, I no, know what the, it's it's like okay. NWSL versus MLS, which yeah. are different entities. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. That's what, exactly what I was thinking about. Is I was like, are they going to give them chemistry? But like on the flip side, like now for those of us that want to make like a U.S. national team, like get ready. Yeah, it just got like so much better. That's kind of fun. You know, I'll say I, my viewpoint has changed from like thinking about how many ways I think this could go wrong or go like sideways to focus on like the optimism about how mm good it could be if they've focused on the right yeah. aspects and it and it's executed well the introducing the player upgrades the player play styles all of these things it's a it's a even further shift towards ultimate team being in a truly fantasy arcade mode that has less to do mm. with real football real soccer. So mm-hmm. putting men and women on the same virtual pitch is just another like step towards that direction. And I don't like hopefully hopefully it's executed well. All look all I want is it to be fun. Yeah. No. Very well put. And uh I think the last thing to ask about on this podcast is in terms of women in foot are they going to be included in promos, which it seems like they are, and you'd expect them to be, right? Yeah, they already kind of 
proved that they're going to be as a part of promos because that uh, pre-order bonus, mm. you get my, what is it, UCL or UWCL player item. And of course, we've already got like icons being announced for the women as well. I don't think it's going to be a 50-50 split in promos the way they made it sound. Like there are a lot less women in the game than there mm. will be men. Like there's only six leagues for the women. So I wouldn't think that there would be like a ton of women in each promo. I feel like it would may, maybe be if like a promo squad is 14 players on a Friday that's put in packs, maybe there's two, three, mm. maybe four sort of thing. And, you know, it opens up the potential for them to do an entire promo of just women's cards or stuff like that as well. So, yeah, I think they're going to be, the way that they made it sound and the way that I understand it is, it's just going to be like the men. They're going to be in every single aspect of the game, SBC's objectives, packs, uh, rewards, they're, they're going to be there as well. Yep. It's just, uh, they're fully integrated and just, just like the men are. So, yeah. And also a good point to make that not only are there not so many leagues, but there also aren't so many clubs in each league generally as well. So, good point. I wouldn't expect there to be the same volume of special items that we get for men. But yeah, as you say, they'll, they'll definitely be in the game. So, yeah, I think that, you know, that probably wraps us up for now. We'll definitely be speaking more about this. And if there's anything we've, I don't know, missed, but then you see it elsewhere and you want us to, talk about it or maybe even expand on it we may have more information um then yeah get in touch and uh, we will cover it you can do that via at foot weekly pod foot weekly at mail.com uh, you can tweet me at foot weekly ben or in the pod priority questions channel in the supported discord so uh just to wrap us up properly any other business at all I mean, there's a lot of info, a lot of things to digest, and probably a lot of this we don't have the full picture on still yet. But like mm -hmm. you said, those pitch notes and those revealed dates upcoming in July and August are going to be a huge help in understanding all of that. And before we know it, it'll be September and we'll be getting our hands on this game. Indeed. Well, that does wrap us up for now. But that gameplay episode this week will cover plenty more new features. There's lots of exciting stuff actually on the gameplay front. Um, and we'll talk more about playstyles too. So for now, thank you very much for joining us on this Foot Weekly episode. And uh, thank you very much to our guests here. Japes, good to have you back on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you much, Ben. Excited to be back on the podcast after a you know a brief moment away. Got to have pod podcations mm -hmm. as well. Is that a thing? I don't know. Vacaycast. There's no good way of saying this, but excited <laughs> for the you know the stuff ahead with FC and looking forward to that. Yeah, indeed. And to Nate as well. It has been great to have you on this podcast. I appreciate you having me on, Ben. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, am I changing my name for oh, yeah. Ultimate Team? Am I, gonna well. be, am I going to be the Ut accountant? Uh, no, I'm going to stick with Foot <laughs> because we'll probably still be using that abbreviation and football Ultimate Team is what we'll say, right? Yeah. Well, also, I'd miss the confusion of people thinking that I do a weekly podcast about feet, yeah. um, which is always good fun. Uh, but people also will realize, obviously, that there is... Madden Ultimate Team and you need that right. differentiation between Ultimate Teams um, so most places will probably be continuing to be known as Foot and on that I think we're ready to wrap up there'll be a gameplay focused episode on EAFC on the main feed uh, later this week which I'm looking forward to you all hearing any thoughts as I've said send those in I greatly appreciate any comments maybe future points for discussion anything like that and do subscribe via the various different ways that you can do that whether it's YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and get supporter-exclusive content, whole extra episodes, 
via Patreon. Just search Support for Weekly. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to our supporters keeping this podcast going and to those icon patrons. Dave B, Hugh J, Coach Vass, DJ FIFA player, Alan G, Alistair, Anthony R, Dominic P, Rob P, Jeff B, Stephen F, Tom B, Damon H, David S, Nick Jack M, Eric T, Neil P, Adam G, Dan W, Waterman, N Hagman, Harry A, Jake G, Roger D, Springford, Elec, Bracco, Nishant, Harry P, Alex M, Lee A, Brendan W, Andrew C, Joe W, Timothy J, Dylan, J Kell, Ibis24, Adam R, Sam K, Graham W, Andy, Ads H2K, and Brian V. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Before I leave you, just one more thing to add though. FIFA's a bit like life really, it has its many ups and its many downs. If you're having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, support, or even just a friendly chat for anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, have a good one, and I'll catch you on the next podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.